Welcome back to the Leadership Cheat Code, where we unlock the cheat code to effective leadership. My name is Brian Vaughn, and today I'm going to dive deep into the five most important mindsets that you need to succeed as a leader. I'm thrilled, trust me, I'm thrilled to be sharing these unique and out-of-the-box strategies that will help you unleash your full potential. So let's just dive in and get started. The first mindset for leadership success is a growth mindset. A growth mindset revolves around the belief that talents and abilities are not fixed, but they can be developed through dedication and hard work. Leaders with this mindset embrace challenges as learning opportunities, commit to continuous personal and team development, which is a big part of having a growth mindset, and they value feedback. They're adaptable, resilient, and they view failures not as setbacks, but as valuable lessons. Such leaders foster a collaborative environment, they encourage open communication, and set high but achievable standards. This mindset not only enhances personal leadership qualities, but also cultivates a dynamic and successful organizational culture. So here are two practical strategies that you can adopt and cultivate a growth mindset. The first strategy is to embrace failure as feedback. Instead of viewing failure as a setback, see it as an opportunity for growth, for learning, for development. When faced with a failure, analyze the situation, learn from your mistakes, and make adjustments accordingly. Surround yourself with people, a team of people that is gonna help you to encourage experimentation and also to share lessons learned from those failures. So here are three effective ways to do this. The first approach is to view failure as a valuable learning experience. Instead of seeing it as a defeat, consider it as a time to gain insights. So when a failure does occur, take time to analyze what went wrong and why. Reflect on decisions and actions that led to the outcome. This introspective process allows you to identify your own weaknesses and areas for improvement. By understanding your mistakes, you can devise strategies to avoid similar pitfalls in the future, thereby turning a what you would think is a setback into a stepping stone for success. The second approach is to foster a supportive and open-minded environment. Cultivating a culture that encourages risk-taking and innovation is crucial. In such an environment, failure is not ridiculed or punished, but rather it is viewed as an integral part of the learning process. Encourage your team to share the experiences of failure openly without fear of judgment. This collective sharing of experiences can be incredibly educational as it allows everyone to learn from each other's mistakes. A supportive environment also nurtures resilience, enabling individuals to bounce back from setbacks more quickly and with greater confidence. And lastly, implement a systematic approach to failure management. This involves establishing processes and practices that help in systematically analyzing failures and extracting valuable lessons from them. Develop a framework for post-failure analysis, which might include things like identifying the root cause of the failure, exploring what could have been done differently, and determining actionable steps for future situations. This type of structured approach not only helps in learning from those past mistakes, but also in preemptively identifying potential pitfalls in the future, thereby minimizing the likelihood of repeating those failures again. The second strategy is to be involved in continuous learning. As a learning and development professional, this is crucial for your ability to develop a growth mindset as a leader. 
Leaders who embrace a growth mindset are lifelong learners. Invest time in expanding your knowledge and skills. Take up new hobbies. Read diverse literature, right? I'm telling you, books are a great way to grow your mindset. I have tons of books. You see books. If you look at my library, you will see books everywhere. So read diverse literature, attend workshops, even outside of your own industry. This will enhance your ability to think creatively and to approach challenges with a fresh perspective. So here are three ways to do this effectively. The first approach is to actively pursue new educational opportunities. This could include enrolling into online courses or attending seminars or workshops that cover a wide range of topics, not just those that directly relate to your field, but even those outside of your field. You will be amazed what you can learn by stepping outside of your industry. This can help you to gain insights and ideas that you would have not otherwise have gained. And you can take that information and apply it back to your own setting. This helps to foster innovative thinking and problem solving way beyond what you probably have even considered within your own industry, applying just your own industry practices and techniques. Learn from others, learn about what other industries are doing and how you can take those opportunities, those practices and implement it into your own business environment. I'm telling you, you're going to be amazed by it. All right. The second approach is to immerse yourself in diverse reading materials. Now go out, buy books, right? You can buy physical books. You can purchase them on Kindle or Apple books. Doesn't matter. It's all about purchasing books, research papers, articles from various genres, various disciplines, read. It's all about expanding your reading list beyond just your professional literature. It helps to expose you to different worldviews and ideas and perspectives because it's going to help you to stimulate your creativity and also to enhance your ability to approach challenges from multiple angles, right? Different vantage points. Now you can have information that helps you to apply different perspectives from different ways, different vantage points. And lastly, dedicate time to exploring new hobbies or interests that are unrelated to your work. Engage in activities that are purely for personal enjoyment or learning can be incredibly refreshing and it can indirectly boost your professional performance. Hobbies can help develop skills such as patience and focus and creative thinking, which are valuable in any leadership role. The second mindset for leadership success is an abundance mindset. An abundance mindset centers on the belief that success, resources, opportunities are plentiful for everyone. The pie is enough for everyone. So you as a leader who prioritize having this mindset, it is all about having shared successes and collaboration, fostering a workplace where knowledge and skills are openly exchanged. It is not, I have all the knowledge over here and I don't want to share it with anyone, right? That's a scarcity mindset. We don't do that. We have an abundance mindset. This type of mindset and approach not only enhances innovation and risk-taking, but it also cultivates a positive organizational culture. It encourages long-term vision and sustainable growth, leading to a more adaptable, resilient team. I'm telling you, having an abundance mindset will take your team to new heights. It positively impacts the personal well-being of both you as a leader and the well-being of your team helping you to create an environment of collective achievement and continuous learning. So let's look at two unique ways to cultivate an abundance mindset. The first strategy is to seek collaboration over competition. 
collaboration over competing with one another. So instead of just seeing others as competitors, look for ways to collaborate and to create win-win situations. Seek out partnerships and joint ventures or cross-industry collaborations that could bring diverse skills and perspectives to the table. By fostering a culture of collaboration, you're gonna unlock new possibilities for growth. So here are three effective ways that you can do this. The first approach is to foster open communication. Encourage open and transparent communication within your organization and with potential partners. Create forums and meetings or platforms where ideas can be shared freely. This helps in understanding the strengths and interests of different parties. Trust me, if you have a, an abundance mentality and you are implementing a win-win strategy, it is gonna open up your mind to new things, new ways of interacting, new ways of collaborating, new ways of in innovating with other people. And it's gonna help you to really facilitate the identification of areas where collaboration can be more beneficial. Regular communication also builds trust, which is essential for successful collaboration. The second approach is to identify complementary strengths. Actively seek out individuals, teams, or companies whose strengths complement your own. This involves assessing your own capabilities and weaknesses and then looking for partners who can fill those gaps, right? So you may want to do a SWOT analysis, right? Look at your internal strengths and weaknesses and your external opportunities and threats. If you've never done one, look it up how to compare conduct a SWOT analysis, or I may just do a podcast episode that talks about how to do a SWOT analysis and a TOES analysis, right? Great tools to use, SWOT analysis, TOES analysis, T-O-W-S, not TOES like on your feet, but TOES, T-O-W-S. It's a great strategy on how to implement a SWOT analysis. But anyway, I will probably do one a little bit later uh, and you can attend that one all about SWAT. But anyway, this is all about having uh, the right mindset, looking at your capabilities so that you are able to align your strengths with the capabilities of others. This allows you to create a synergistic, right? It's about synergy, creating a synergy that enables you to tackle more complex projects or even to enter new markets that may have been a challenge that you could not approach alone. Now you have different people, different perspectives, different partners that can give you an entryway into areas that you may not have had previously. And then lastly, is to encourage a culture of innovation and experimentation. Collaborations often flourish in environments that are open to new ideas and experimentation. Encourage your team to think creatively about potential collaborations. Now, this might involve experimenting with new business models or co-developing products or even engaging in joint research and development initiatives. By fostering a culture that values innovation, you are more likely to find and successfully implement collaborative opportunities that can drive growth and success. The second strategy is to celebrate other successes. Practice celebrating the achievements of your team members and peers genuinely. When someone achieves success, acknowledge their accomplishments publicly and highlight their contributions. This creates a positive and supportive environment where everyone feels valued and motivated to excel. So here are three ways that you're able to do this effectively. The first approach is to actively recognize and appreciate the accomplishments of your colleagues. Make it a regular practice to openly acknowledge the successes of your teams and the people that you work with. 
ensuring that their hard work and achievements are noticed and appreciated. Appreciation goes a long way. Just your ability to notice them and to give verbal appreciation, verbal praise goes a long way, right? So you could do that by giving verbal praise. It, trust me, just as simple. Hey, I see what you're doing. I think you're doing a great job. Or I appreciate it. The input that you gave in last week's meeting. It was, it helped us to really overcome that challenging problem, right? Verbally stating it, verbally giving someone praise, or you can send someone a congratulatory email or even mentioning their accomplishments in team meetings will go a long way. It is to celebrate their successes. The second approach is to highlight the specific contributions of individuals publicly. When a team member achieves something noteworthy, take the opportunity to detail their contributions in a manner that is visible to the entire organization. Now you can do this through a company-wide announcement. You could feature them in a newsletter or a special mention during a larger meeting. The key is to make their efforts known and celebrated by a wider audience. And lastly, create an environment of mutual support and encouragement by consistently celebrating the achievements of others, right? We're talking about having an abundance mindset. And part of having that abundance mindset is celebrating the achievements of others. Often we get caught up in the, you know, I, I can't acknowledge others. I can't recognize others. I can't celebrate others. It has to be all be about me. That's not what an abundance mindset is about. It's about others. Remember that it is about others. By doing this, it helps you to foster a culture where success is not just an individual accomplishment, but it is a collective reason for celebration. Encourage team members to share their successes and to take part in congratulating each other. Thereby, it helps you as a leader to build a more positive and motivating atmosphere where everyone feels valued and driven to perform at their best. The third mindset for leadership success is an innovative mindset. An innovative mindset is crucial for driving progress and maintaining competitiveness. It encompasses embracing change, thinking creatively, and challenging the status quo. Leaders with this mindset are not just open to new ideas, but they actively seek them out, encouraging risk-taking and creative problem-solving. They foster an environment where unconventional approaches are celebrated and continuous learning is prioritized. By valuing diverse perspectives and empowering your team members, you as a leader can help to cultivate a culture where innovation is not just possible, but it is a natural outcome of the organization's dynamics. It is a natural way that your organization does its practices and does its business. This approach not only adapts the evolving business landscape, but it also helps to shape it. It helps to shape, it helps to cultivate it, it helps to give it form to the organization that you are in so that you could be more innovative and to stay ahead of the curve, right? That's the big thing about having an innovative mindset. So let's talk about ways to do this effectively. So how can you employ some strategies to foster an innovative mindset? So the first strategy is reverse thinking, right? Putting your brain backwards, right? <laughs> it's not really that, but it sort of is like that. It is the ability for you to encourage your team to think in reverse by asking questions like, how can we achieve the opposite of what is expected? Or what if we did the exact opposite of what our competitors are doing, right? It is thinking in reverse. This approach can help to lead to unique ideas and solutions that can disrupt the industry norms. I'm telling you, that's how Uber came up, Airbnb, right? They looked at the landscape and said, hmm, what if we did something different? What if we no longer took cabs, 
but we used our own cars and we gave ride to strangers that we didn't know in our own vehicles and took them all over the place that calves would normally take people. Why not? Why not have people stay at our house that we don't know while we are away? That way they don't have to go to a hotel and we could reap the benefits and the financial gains that a hotel would. Hmm. Let's do that. Become a disruptor. Disrupt your own field, your own team, your own organization. So let's talk about how to do this. So what's the first approach? It is to challenge assumptions. Encourage your team to question long held assumptions and beliefs about your industry, about your products, about your processes. Ask them to identify practices or beliefs that may be limiting innovation or progress within your team. By challenging these assumptions, you are going to open the door to new perspectives and creative solutions. The second approach is to embrace contrarian views. Create a culture where team members feel comfortable expressing dissenting opinions and viewpoints. Give them that space. Encourage them to actively seek out alternative viewpoints and arguments, even if they seem counterintuitive. You will be surprised what comes from that counterintuitiveness. Sometimes the most innovative ideas emerge from considering different perspectives that go against the grain. And lastly, foster what if scenarios. Encourage your teams to engage in brainstorming sessions focused on what if scenarios. Marvel did a whole show about this, right? What if Captain America was this? What if Black Panther was this? What if Wonder Woman, well, that's not, so I wanted to see where you are, right? That's, that's DC, but anyway, it is about what if. What if we took something different something that we are doing today and made it different than what we are used to? What if we radically changed our business model? What if we targeted a completely different customer segment? What if we took a different approach, right? What if we looked at it differently? What if we saw things differently? This type of approach allows for exploration of radical ideas that may lead to disruptive innovations. Disrupt your team. Figure out ways to do that. Disrupt your organization, disrupt your industry through innovation. You'll be surprised at what you can come up with. The second strategy is to embrace constraints. Rather than seeing constraints as limitations, view them as catalysts for innovation. Set challenging limitations such as budget constraints or time restrictions and encourage your team to find creative solutions within those boundaries, within those time limits, those frameworks. This will stimulate resourcefulness and initiative and to push them to think outside of the box. It's kind of like being in a, an escape room, but in your team environment to tackle a particular situation, right? It's a escape room, innovative think tank. So here's some ways to do that. Here's how you can implement this into your organization today. The first approach is to define clear constraints. Start by identifying the specific limitations or constraints relevant to your projects or to your tasks. This can include budget restrictions or tight timelines or limited resources. Ensure that these constraints are well-defined and communicated clearly to your team. The second approach is to promote a culture of innovation within constraints. Encourage your team to view constraints not as obstacles, but as opportunities for creativity. Foster a mindset that values innovative problem solving within defined limitations. Provide examples of successful projects that have emerged from working within constraints to inspire your team to do the same. And lastly, reward creative solutions. Recognize and reward team members who come up with innovative solutions that thrive within the constraints. Acknowledge their efforts and highlight 
how their creativity contribute to the desired outcomes or the desired results. By doing so, you reinforce the importance of embracing constraints as a driver for innovation within your own team and organization. The fourth mindset for leadership success is an empathy mindset. It is a vital aspect of effective leadership revolving around understanding and relating to others' emotions and perspectives and needs. Empathic leaders actively listen, take the perspective of their team members, and adapt their leadership style to meet the individual needs. They excel in conflict resolution, building trust and loyalty, and providing crucial support during crisis. This mindset fosters open communication, enhances team performance, and creates a positive working environment, ultimately contributing to leadership success. So here are two strategies to cultivate an empathy mindset. The first is to practice active listening. Without active listening, there's no way that you can show empathy. Practice active listening by focusing fully on what the other person is saying without interrupting or passing judgment. Right? If you are familiar with the seven habits of highly effective people, of course, which is one of my all time favorite courses as a facilitator of the seven habits of highly effective people. I love it, which is why I got certified in it to facilitate it because it teaches you how to be empathic, right? It talks about using empathic body language. It talks about repeating key points and rephrasing and asking clarifying questions to show that you genuinely care about the other person's thoughts and feelings. This helps to build trust and to foster stronger relationships. So here are three things that you can do to ensure that you are being empathic as a leader. The first approach is to fully focus on the speaker. When someone is talking to you, give them your undivided attention. Put away all distractions, such as your phone, which is, of course, probably the biggest distractor today. Your phone, any other devices, your email, close your laptop, make sure that you make eye contact with the speaker. This demonstrates respect and interest in what they have to say. It is your ability to connect with them. The second approach is to use empathic body language, or you can say empathetic, whichever one you, you like, right? I like empathic, but it could be empathetic body language uh, as well. Show that you're engaged and that you're empathetic by nodding your head in agreement. Just make sure that you are actually in agreement. Don't do it just as robotic. Make sure that you're smiling when appropriate. Make sure that you're mirroring what the speaker is indicating that their emotions are. Your body language can convey your understanding and support, making the speaker feel heard and valued. And lastly, ask clarifying questions. So to ensure that you truly, fully understand this person's perspective, ask open-ended questions like, could you tell me more about that? Well, how did that make you feel? These questions encourage the speaker to elaborate on their thoughts and emotions, leading to deeper and more meaningful conversation. It is you allowing them to tell their story. You are not steering the story, right? You are understanding the story. They are the one who is guiding the entire conversation. Listening is a true art. And as a leader, it is something that you must become a master at. The second strategy is to walk in their shoes, right? Take a moment to walk in their shoes. Take the time to understand the challenges your team members face by experiencing their work firsthand. Shadow them for a day, join their team meetings as an observer, or take on their tasks temporarily. Hey, you know what? Today I'm coming to do your job. Oh, you're coming to do my job, leader person? Yes, I want to do what you're doing so that I can have a more empathetic view into your 
daily life, your daily world. This hands-on approach will deepen your understanding, improve your communication with your team, and it's going to allow you to provide better support. So here are three effective ways for you to do this effectively. The first approach is to shadow your team members for a day. Spend a day observing and learning from their daily routines and daily tasks. This is going to give you firsthand insight into their challenges and experiences. The second approach is to actively participate in team members meetings as an observer. Attend their meetings to get a sense of the key issues that they're faced with, the things that they discuss, the dynamics of the team and the challenges that they face collectively. Yes, your teams should be having meetings without you being there, right? I encourage my teams to have their own meetings without me, but I can come in as an observer so that I can see what's happening. How are they interacting with one another? How are they brainstorming? What issues do they face, right? as an observer. And lastly, consider temporarily taking on some of their tasks. By getting involved in their work, you'll not only gain a deeper understanding of their roles, but also demonstrate your commitment to supporting them. This hands-on experience will foster better communication and empathy within the team. All right, so now the fifth and final mindset for leadership success is a resilient mindset. This is a fundamental aspect of leadership success, entailing the ability to bounce back from setbacks, adapt to change, and to maintain unwavering persistence. Resilient leaders view setbacks as opportunities for growth, embrace change as a chance for innovation and for learning, and they demonstrate determination in pursuing long-term goals. They foster a growth mindset within their teams, promote a culture of resilience, and excel in crisis management. Furthermore, Resilient leaders prioritize self-care. You have to take care of yourself. If you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others. You have to take care of you in order for you to take care of others, right? This is habit seven, sharpen the saw, right? I know I'm not teaching seven habits. This is habit seven, sharpen the saw. You must prioritize yourself so that you can take care of others. You have to recognize its significance for effective leadership. So in some resilient mindset equips you as a leader to navigate the complexities of the modern business landscape, right? Both personally, your own personal resilience and organizational resilience. So how do you do this? How can you cultivate a resilient mindset? So the first strategy is to celebrate small wins, break big goals into smaller milestones and celebrate each achievement along the way. You have to celebrate give yourself that pat on the back, right? Hey, you know what? You did a great job. You met that goal because if you do not practice it, it is not going to be a motivational factor in your ability to accomplish. You're going to go, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can really uh, truly accomplish this. By implementing this, it helps to boost morale, but it also reinforces the belief that setbacks are only temporary and that progress is being made. You have to celebrate for yourself individually and also for your team. Celebrating small wins creates a positive momentum that fuels resilience. So here are three ways to do it. The first approach is what I just mentioned. Break down your larger goals into smaller manageable milestones. These milestones should be specific and achievable, allowing you and your team to track your progress easily. The second approach is to establish a recognition system. Establish a system for acknowledging and celebrating these small wins. This can 
include verbal recognition and team meetings, rewards, or public recognition within the organization. Ensure that the recognition is meaningful and tailored to the individual or team. And lastly, maintain a positive and supportive environment. Foster a culture where setbacks are seen as learning opportunities and small wins are celebrated with enthusiasm. Encourage team members to share their achievements with each other as this is going to help to create a sense of camaraderie and motivation. The second strategy is to cultivate a growth network. Surround yourself with people that have this type of mentality, that are supportive, who can help you to understand the challenges of leadership. Create a mastermind group. Mastermind groups are great, right? Take a moment to create a mastermind group or to seek out a mastermind group or to seek out mentors who provide guidance during tough times. This type of network is going to serve as a source of inspiration and a source of motivation and also will help to provide valuable feedback to help you bounce back stronger. So here are some ways that you can effectively do this. Number one is to identify key mentors. Begin by identifying experienced individuals in your field or in your industry who can serve as mentors. Look for people who have faced similar leadership challenges and have successfully overcome those challenges. Reach out to them. Ask if they would be willing to mentor you. Establishing a mentorship relationship can provide you with valuable insights and guidance. The second approach is to join or form a mastermind group. Seek out or create a mastermind group with like-minded individuals who are also striving for personal and professional growth. These groups provide a platform for open discussions, brainstorming, and sharing experiences. Being a part of a mastermind group allows you to tap into the collective wisdom of its members and to gain different perspectives on different leadership challenges. And lastly, nurture relationships. Building a growth network is not just about finding mentors or joining groups. It is also about nurturing and maintaining those relationships. Actively engage with mentors and with the mastermind group members. Attend networking events and conferences and industry gatherings to expand your network. Regularly communicate with your network to exchange ideas, to seek advice, and to offer support in return. Building strong relationships within your growth network is essential for long-term success. By adopting these five mindsets, growth mindset, abundance mindset, innovative mindset, empathy mindset, and a resilient mindset, you are well on your way to unlocking your full potential as a leader. Remember, it's not just about understanding these mindsets. It's about implementing what I've just shared with you continuously, right? So take time, go out there, embrace these unique opportunities and make lasting impact as a successful leader. And if you found this information helpful, don't forget to subscribe to my leadership platform at www.theleadershipcheatcode.com and feel free to share it with your networks, right? With your mastermind groups, with your mentors, with your peers, with your organization, share it with others. I'll be most appreciative. And remember to unlock your leadership effectiveness, you must master the cheat code. See you next time.